Hey guys, welcome back to the Podcasters Podcast. You've got me, Ash, and Kane here today, as usual. We're going to talk about how big businesses can build a brand through podcasting. Yeah, so this is something that is you see across all different content, and I think is really important. So why is it important for you to build a brand through your own content? Because you can shortcut, cheat code your way to sales and growth, brand exposure through ads. I could do Facebook ads, Google ads. I can sponsor someone's podcasts. But what's the downside to that is one, it requires lots and lots and lots of touch points for me to really start trusting your brand and building your brand because at the end of the day, it's a third party talking about it. And also, it's not yours and is one and done. I can run a Facebook ad campaign now, but as soon as I turn it off, it stops working. But we know through you know this conversation that we've had on the podcast podcast all the time, if you've got a podcast or you've got YouTube, that long tail of that content means weeks, months, years pass, that's still going to keep getting downloads forever, right? And it's a good way when you create your own content to, although there's upfront cost to production, to marketing, to strategy, maybe hiring talent, that, that that's going to cost a lot of money up front. It, it will. But you actually kind of go where the seesaw goes the other way, where you then suddenly go into becoming way more profitable. Because once those things are paid for and set up and you start getting traction and growth, it then actually becomes very quite cheap to, to maintain that. Whereas a Facebook ad, where everyone knows they just get more expensive. Now, you know, <laughs> Facebook ads... The best they can do is optimize and perform slightly better, but you still pay for every impression you get. Exactly. And then it's not like Facebook's going to make them cheaper year on year, is it? So it's like, you know, their business needs to grow. So it's just going to get more and more expensive. And that's not, a, you know, the, an optimal way for you to grow your your business and they only really convert to sales you know if you sponsor a podcast or do social media ads they just convert to sales but it doesn't really build loyalty between a brand and its audience right so how many people are a cult following of a certain brand you know don't wear adidas only wear nike don't drive mercedes only drive beamers right? whatever it is so like if you want that sort of cult following where people will only buy from you then branding's you, the number one. Yeah, you need a brand, not just a product. So a few examples I want to talk about is first one, nailed it, it's so good, was Foot Asylum's YouTube channel. So they've got Chunks, Young Philly, who are obviously like really big names now, mostly through this YouTube channel. So it's not content. So Foot Asylum is online retailer. They sell clothes, but mostly trainers, right? And it's very much that demographic Younger people, very interested in pop culture, stuff like this. They're not, it's not just a YouTube channel with a guy reviewing shoes or talking about when, you know, a, a shoe drop is about to happen. Nothing like that, because that's boring. It's not going to get any traction. But instead, they opted for, well, let's have two young guys that've got a bit of a following that are entertaining or funny, get them to do challenges get them to do content around pop culture get them to interview other people that are on that sort of um, pop culture scene and a lot of musicians and things like this that 
is synonymous with shoe and trainer culture, which is its own thing, right? So because those two things overlap so much by creating content for one, you're going to capture the other. And the way this works is now Foot Asylum is in people's minds all the time. And when people are sharing those clips, it's got Foot Asylum branding on it all the time. And people are going to that content to watch um, chunks in Philly, but they're constantly being bombarded with subtle product placements, ads, calls to actions to go to this trainer website. And you are much more likely when, you know, when you know of something, whether you like it or not, generally, we will still opt for those. Like if I'm in the market for a new pair of shoes and I'm consumed by Foot Asylum, why would I go to you know, ASOS or something like that? You know, it's, yeah, exactly. Because you go to the one that you're most familiar with, that you're surrounded. Um, and we always say on the podcast, you know, visibility is credibility. So purely just people hearing your brand name, hearing those call to actions over time when they're in the market for that thing, they're going to take action. So that works really well. And podcast side, we mentioned on that um, episode about SaaS with Alex that HubSpot's a great example of this. You've got the HubSpot podcast network. If you love to travel like me and you understand the power in escaping the money for time exchange trap, but you just don't know how to do it, then building an Airbnb consultancy business could be exactly what you have been looking for. Right now in the UK, there is a completely untapped opportunity through helping struggling Airbnb hosts by turning around their underperforming properties and generating you huge commission payments in the process. We are going to teach you all of the tools and all of the techniques that we've learned over the last five years through building our very own multiple six-figure Airbnb business, arming you with everything that you need to swoop in and save the day. Minimal startup costs, zero risk, and almost unlimited potential. Sound good? Welcome to the Airbnb Consultant. Contact us through any of the channels included in the studio notes to get the conversation started. where they've got dozens of podcasts that they own that they will hire talent for. So they will pay hosts to produce a show about something. So whether it's about marketing, it's about being a a CEO, it's about being a startup, whatever it is, they're all business related. But all of those bits of content, marketing, being a CEO, startups, you know, all of those people need CRM systems. You know, so all of that content, the people that 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 content will attract will be in the market for that product or service that they offer, in which case for them, it's a CRM system for for HubSpot. So that exposure allows them, yes, it's the upfront cost, but now you've got a dozen podcasts that get hundreds of thousands or millions of podcasts that can uh, podcast downloads and they all cross promote each other. And all of them, they have one sole sponsor with two or three call to actions every single episode, which is, if this is the problem you have, HubSpot CRM will solve it. This is the problem you have, this CRM will solve it. And that really builds a brand and ingrains a name into people's brain that they just can't forget. So when they're in the market for it, you are then the go-to. So I think every single company needs to build a brand because people buy from brands much more than 
somebody they don't know. Obviously, we all like to buy from people we know. It allows you to have that long tail effect. So when you own the IP, it means you've got this huge back catalogue of content which can be optimized so that you're easily found on, you know, your website, on SEO search, on Google, on YouTube, on the podcast apps. Those clips can be repurposed and put onto YouTube. And then people like strangers will rip those clips and promote it. Like I get, I see clips on um, social media all the time. You know, I've said on the podcast quite a few times, one of my favorite podcasts is My First Million. It's part of the HubSpot uh, network. Those clips are ripped and repurposed all the time and not by um, HubSpot, not by the hosts, by third parties that are trying to get views on social media. So now HubSpot is getting free marketing from some like teenagers who are trying to grow their TikTok to like grow an income because they're stealing all their content and like uploading it to YouTube, uploading it to TikTok, putting it onto Instagram. So now it's like win, win, win. So once you've covered the cost of that initial, every penny you make is pure profit. You've got these assets that are going to live forever, which is going to help you be optimized on all of these platforms and be found easier. And other people will rip that and market it. If those um, shows have guests, they're going to share it, which will inherently share your product or service. And I think it's a no-brainer. Every single company needs to have a brand. And I'd actually argue brand is more important than product. And then once you've got that brand, you need to own your IP. You need to own your content rather than spending so much money on Facebook ads, Instagram ads, sponsoring other people's podcasts. Like why sponsor other people's podcasts when you could just have your own? Yeah, I guess the the premise of this episode is how these big companies can build their brand through content when they've got nothing to create content about. Mm. So people like Foot Asylum, do they want to make a podcast about shoes? Not really. I mean, car like Car Wow do great content on cars because everyone loves watching car videos. People maybe watch videos on shoes, but it's not as it's not the same, not quite the same. Is but that's it? a good example, Carwell. So if you look at the clips that get like the most views, are like drag races. Do you know what I mean so? Like, yeah, I know they do car reviews. So they could have uh, like a an F one podcast or something within there, if they wanted to. In yeah, their, yeah. Um, say that the same way that Foot Asylum do it. So there's a Carwell podcast, and it's just basically talking about F one or something like that because it's going to attract people who like cars. I guess it's a, everyone needs a car, so maybe that's not quite the best example, but Foot Asylum have smashed it, like you said. They don't want to sit there and make content about shoes, but they know that their typical audience is the same audience or similar audience to those that Chunks and Philly attract. So rather than them trying to create content, they go, let's get these guys who do it well and we know we're going to get views and essentially brand it. So they branded this podcast, even though it's nothing to do with their product technically, it attracts the same audience. Another example is, I'm football-wise, I'm a Leeds fan for my sins, unfortunately. I listen to a podcast called The Phil Hay Show and he's a journalist for Leeds United but he's part of The Athletic and Athletic, The Athletic have multiple podcasts all related to sport or football in some way because they're a ger- journalist, a sports journalism company. They don't want to make just kind of one piece of content on it as a whole so instead they have, like I said, the Leeds podcast where they talk specifically about Leeds but odds are if I'm listening to that I'm interested in Premier League football. So then the ads on their show are Premier League football, uh, a Premier League football show, for example. So the idea is hitting your audience without having to create content about your product, I think. HubSpot don't want to sit there and talk about CRMs. 
So, but they want to hit entrepreneurs. Foot Asylum don't want to sit there and talk about shoes, but they want to hit young teens, I guess. Um, that will drop 300 quid on a pair of trainers. Yeah, exactly. That, that type. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so it's about hitting the right audience without having to create your own content. But if you're a big enough brand, getting someone to create that content under your name to hit the same audience. Absolutely. It's selling the outcome. Like if you were in charge of like an airline, for example, like, and you to try and create content, you're not going to talk about the mechanics of the plane, are you? No. You're going to talk about the Holidays. destination. Yeah. Yes. So um, I think... It's got that, actually. Any airlines out there want to create a podcast, reach yeah, out. Hit us up. <laughs> We're going to add two zeros to the price. <laughs> yeah. Um, but right now, I could see doing it, judging yeah. by their uh, TikTok. Yeah, theirs is fantastic, actually. But that's actually a really good example. They're not... They're, they've turned their social media into, like, comedy sketches because... They're not a luxury airline and they know it. Exactly. So they've kind of got to like come down to that like budget level of like pretty like silly sense of humor, leaning into the fact that they're like very budget and they just don't care. So you get budget customer service and that actually works really well, but that's massively built their brand. It sets the right expectations for potential buyers. And I think if you're trying to sell more of your items, I know we spoke about this in a few episodes, is you need to be good at the channel that you're on. And that's massively important. And that's the same with your content is you need to create content that you actually know is going to work. And maybe not every business, especially these big businesses, especially SaaS businesses, things like that, which is like HubSpot's case. Like nobody wants to hear about your product in a podcast, but reverse engineer it. Who is your audience? Who is your ideal buyer for your product or service? What sort of content would they like? And just deliver it. And then people will buy your products and services. And this isn't just podcasting. This is on social media. This is on YouTube. It's creating content that your audience or your potential buyer, sorry, not audience, would like. And then that's the best way. You, you smash it with the, air, the airline one. Because if you can imagine Qatar Airways or a luxury airway company, just doing a podcast on holiday destinations. It's like the holiday review. Every two weeks, they interview someone who's just been somewhere or maybe the host travels to these different con- countries, might do a monthly podcast, they spend two weeks in each country or something like that, and just talk about these places. People are going to listen to those episodes when they're looking to go on holiday. Who's the podcast made by? Qatar Airways or Emirates or whoever. Who are they thinking of when they're thinking of flying? Oh, they have the podcast talking about that luxury holiday. Must be a reliable airline. And as stupid as it is, and this was the Ryanair, the Ryanair have done this so well, is people find that funny and they build a relationship almost with this brand. It doesn't make their pilots any better. It doesn't make their service any better, but they're more likely to go with them. So, oh, they've it's the got one funny that they TikTok. Know. It's the one they know. Do you know, know what I mean? It's such an irrelevant, and it's sales 101 really, isn't it? Like you could be selling a product which you have absolutely nothing to do with the product, but if the person buying from you absolutely loves you, they're way more likely to buy that product, even though you could be the biggest dickhead in the world and it would make no difference to the product, realistically. It's that same concept, building up brand, building up relationship with customers, even though it's not going to affect what the thing is, like in Ryanair's case, it just means people trust you more because they're like, oh, they're funny. Or if you're a luxury airline talking about holidays, it's like, oh, they talk about this really nice place. Do you reckon because we think we're funny and we're not, that's why people don't buy from us. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> we need to um, we need to message these airlines. We're Absolutely. We can, wow, <laughs> ominous. We can just send them this clip. Zane, can you clip this, please? We're going to send yeah. this to all the airlines. Cheers. <laughs> so on the last episode, at the very end, you had an offer for everyone. 
I feel like we should do that for a couple of episodes and really just see who the biggest fans of the podcast's podcast is. And you want to talk to everyone about that lovely offer of yours? So say biggest fans, I'd say the most deluded that are, yeah, yeah, still could, here. could sit here and listen to us chat waffle. But basically, we want to reward those of you who sit here till the end. On With podcasting, it can be very hard to track who's actually staying the whole time to listen to your episodes and getting the full value. So those of you who are still here, hello, please go down to the show notes, click our email address and drop us an email with a link to your podcast. That is it, if you have a live podcast, obviously. No context, we'll know exactly what it's for. Email us your podcast and we will, myself, Kane and the team, will look through the podcast and basically do a podcast review for you. We're not going to charge a penny for it, just in our own time, we'll go through it, say, this is great, this could do with improvement, talking about the fundamentals of it, the actual content itself, the way it's laid out, all of this sort of stuff. So basically get yourself a free uh, podcast review. We're not trying to sell you anything, we're just trying to give back to those people that sit here until the end of our episodes and consume all of the amazing content we give. It is pretty amazing, I must admit. So guys, drop us an email, and if you're yet to launch your podcast, then just drop us an email with your ideas, and we can workshop it with you. Or someone else's orders. podcast. We're never going to know if it's yours or not. It's a good point. <laughs> someone <laughs> so, sends Joe just, Rogan. I was going to say, mm. is that you, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, until next time. Cheers. <laughs>